Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. You don't have to answer it, but what are you looking for? That's what I want to talk about uh, today. And I don't know about you, but there was was a time before GPS and uh, Android, Google, Maps, uh, that you had to use a map. Uh, if you like Phil Pye, uh, Phil still does use a map. Uh, it's just everybody else that has, you know, moved on. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I used to hate getting lost and having to ask for directions. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It just used to completely do my head in. And here we have in the Bible, because there are many accounts of the Christmas story that I certainly could mention, but I want to go to a group of men who were traveling from the east because they'd heard the king was born and they were seeking directions and they were seeking to find out where this king was. We're going to turn in our Bibles and if you've not got a Bible with you, don't worry about about that because it's going to come on the screen, but it's found in the gospel of Matthew and chapter 2. And it reads there from from verse 1, that Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, and this was during the reign of the king of Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, and they were asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We have seen his star as it rose, and we've come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. Let's jump forward a few verses. Verse 7. Then Herod called for a private meeting with these wise men. And he learned from them the first time when the star appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I too can go and worship him. After this interview, the wise men went on their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. Verse 10, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy and they entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold and a frankincense and of myrrh. And when it was time to leave, they they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. These wise men were searching for a king. We're all searching. It's great to see so many people here today. And some of you may have no faith background. And don't worry, I'm not trying to convert you. Uh, but I am trying to just address this issue of searching in the world today. So please just rest and relax in the afternoon. But we're all searching. But I wonder what you are searching for. I began to look at, I think, the largest search engine in the World Wide Web. And it's run by a multinational called Google. Hear this for a statistic. Google receives over 63,000 searches per second on any given day. It has at least 2 trillion searches per year, 3.8 million searches per minute, and five, get this, 5.6 billion searches 
per day. Anybody know what the, what, what the top three are? Number one, Facebook. Number two, YouTube. Number three, Amazon. And here's a clue, guys, because at number 62 is Pandora. <laughs> Nod your husband next to you. Okay, yeah, you get it. That Pandora. Not Pandora's box, okay. Talk about Pandora, okay. The brand. It's interesting that Bono, the front man for the super band of the 90s, really, and of course, it was part of our genre, he announced in this iconic song that I still really get into, and you all know that I love a good karaoke. And I'm not about to break out into a song because I'm still getting over the after effects of a chest infection. But this is what it says. He says, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Now, I have a disease. It only affects men. It's a very serious condition. You'll have the disease as well, I'm sure. Okay? It only affects us. It's not made up. It's absolutely real. And it's called, I can't see it. <laughs> Ladies, does any, has, has your man got that? Give me a wave if you, give me a wave. No, come on. Are you gonna? But darling, but darling, but darling, I can't see it. I can't see. It's interesting that this, this even happened in the office just through there. There's my darling wife on, on the front here and I was trying to just slice some papers and we have such a thing as a guillotine. It's not to chop people's heads off, just for clarity. It's not if you've been a naughty staff member, then we're you know, off with them. It's just to slice paper and I needed to just do some precise slicing of some paper and I went into the stationery cupboard and I said, the guillotine's not there and Caroline said, let me have a look and it's like magic. She just, it's just, she says, is this what you're looking for? I, I, I couldn't see it. It's normally, it's normally wallet, phone, keys. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, I go seriously, Caroline. But seriously, though, this search that I'm talking about here is not about a, a set of keys, wallets, and a phone, or even a guillotine. But this search that I want to talk about, what are we searching for, is the meaning of life. And I do want to open this, this discussion up. It's so important because I may never get the opportunity to talk to you again. And you may never get the, the opportunity to hear a message like this again. Because none of us are guaranteed anything beyond today. So I want to ask you, if you are searching for the meaning of life, some people are searching for their purpose. People are trying to find fulfillment. I talk to lots of people that they're searching for knowing love and receiving acceptance. And here's a big one. People are genuinely trying to find that lasting peace and joy. Now, let me say, these things, qualities that I've just explained just a moment ago, they're all, all very admirable and worthwhile and should be sought out. But the issue, the issue is not that we search for these things, but we end up looking in all the wrong places. Those things in themselves aren't bad. It's just that we look in all the wrong places. What's interesting is this. The wise men were searching for the king 
the right thing, the real thing, to quote a Christmas advert, you know what I'm talking about, the real thing. They were searching for the Messiah, the right thing, but they were looking in all the wrong places. And that's what I want to speak into because I've just got three very simple points that I want to make. You see, the first of all, the wise men, they looked in the wrong town, Jerusalem. They looked in the wrong town. It says in verse one, they arrived in Jerusalem. If, if they knew their Bibles and they clearly didn't, they knew that the prophecy that was that he was gonna be born in Bethlehem. They didn't know that. And so they automatically assumed that the king was gonna be born in the city. Of course, it's, it's got to be in the epicenter because in the epicenter is the city and the city is full of attractions. The city is where the national government is. This is where the king will be. The city is a place of art and business and finance and commerce. It's the place where media happens, where you can get all the entertainment that you possibly want. The city is where the bright lights are. Am I saying anything that you, are you understanding this? The city is the place usually where all the opportunities are, are and it's a place of power and influence. And the wise men assumed that the king would be born in the city. You know, some people have said to me, I need a change of scenery. And they often say the phrase is a change of scenery is as good as a rest. And sometimes that is true. But it's a little bit more sinister than some people say it because they then think, well, the grass is greener over there. Now, occasionally that could be true. That maybe need a change of scenery will do you good. But what's needed truly is a change of heart. Invariably, when I'm talking to people, it's not a change of scenery that they need. It's a change of heart. And interesting, the wise man looked in the wrong town, Jerusalem, but he wasn't there because he was found in Bethlehem. And Bethlehem was a quiet backwater location. Very ordinary. I want to say, God is usually found in a place like this. In the ordinary moments. Not in a flashing light. Not in a booming voice, but it's often in the ordinance of our lives that God comes. It's interesting that God is coming to a place that nobody's ever heard of called Ilkeston. And he's doing a wonderful thing in many people's lives. Secondly, they looked in the wrong house. They didn't just go to Jerusalem. They went to the palace they thought surely the king of the Jews, Jews must be born in the palace. And of course, the palace is a place of culture. It's a place of refinement, of prestige and power. It has the finest clothes, the finest foods. It's a specially selected brand of food that happens in the palace. And it has great decor. It's interesting that people are searching at this season in the wrong house. They're searching in the palace which consists of riches. Because today, more than any other day, people are spending money that they don't have. Debt is on the increase. People will be impulsive buying. And it spirals at this time of the year. Why? They're doing it all to make us happy. Too many are looking at stuff and they think this is where you'll find happiness. Let me personalize it to you. You've been buying stuff. You think this is where I'll find happiness, purpose and meaning. 
I love this phrase. People are buying things that we don't need with money that we don't have to impress people we don't even really like. Why do we do it? One of the biggest lottery winners in the UK won 148 million people. You'd say that's life-changing. Yeah, he changed his life. I'm not sure it was for the better because this was the headline. He purchased horses, houses, cars, and even a stately home. He's now divorced, and the headline was lottery winner sells stately home to live in a four-bedroom detached home near to his ex-wife. Now, there's nothing wrong with a four-bedroom detached home. But let me tell you, the things that he tried to purchase didn't fulfill him like he thought it would. There was a very wise and wealthy king in the Bible named Solomon, and he said of riches, it's all meaningless. You see, to search for meaning in power, possession, and position, or pleasure, is meaningless. This may be the shot in the arm that gives us a temporary buzz, or a lift, or a fuzzy feeling, but it has no lasting pleasure or purpose. Let's stop looking in the wrong house. Jesus was found in a stable. God came to identify with mankind through weakness and through a vulnerable baby into ordinariness. Again, I was captured by a recent headline. Are you still with me? The recent headline that really caught my attention because this paragraph really hammered home this point. I was really taken by it. It says this, the world caters to average people and mediocre lifestyles. This was the article, it reads, so the world targets our weakest pressure points and basis behaviours, insecurity, pride, fear, sex drive, jealousy, and tells us exactly how we can fill our void with products, cheap imitations, shiny new gadgets that give the appearance of wealth, things that, we're promised, will finally satisfy us but really only leave us wanting us more, wanting more. If you want to live an extraordinary life, you need to realize this simple truth. The world doesn't cater to extraordinary people. If you want to be extraordinary, you'll need to leave the safety and comfort of the majority. And the majority are looking in the wrong house. Thirdly, they didn't just look in the wrong house. They didn't just look in the wrong town but they looked to the wrong person, King Herod. Now, why I say this is because Herod's reputation will have gone before him. He was a cruel, hedonistic king. That was his reputation. He indulged himself and everybody was close to him. That was the reputation of this king. So why on earth, I mean, what were they thinking? Why would they go and seek out Herod? They went to this King Herod to find the baby saviour. But here's the point. Let's not point the finger at him because it points straight back at us. We too in this world can seek other things. We seek other people. We seek other beliefs and superstitions and religions. And I want to just say this very, very clear because I want to be very respectful of this here because there's so many guests. I'm not here to run down your or ideals that you may embrace. But in my limited learning of other religions and other practices, I see one common thread. 
And it all hinges on laws, rules, regulations. I can work my way to God. And what does this produce? And I have talked to people from other religions. Misery, bondage, and pain. And this is completely different to what Jesus offers us because he came with love, grace, and mercy. He says, I am not asking you to follow a set of rules and regulations. I want to offer you relationship with God through me, through Jesus. And those people, and there are many of them around Arena Church, I see them as the most fulfilled, happy, peaceful, joyful people around because they are not searching in the wrong place. You know, we seek out the wrong people. We think they'll fill us with happiness. Let me just broaden it a little bit. We look to the populace. We've had this conversation with our kids at school. There's certain categories that happen in the school system. The grunge, the populars, the nerds, the whatever, you want to do it. And people seek out those groups. Some people search out the financially astute. Some people actually actively seek out the crooks. Because they think that's cool. Some people search out the hardened gang member. Whatever it is, whoever it may be. Who are you searching? Who are you looking to? Because the thing is, if we search the wrong people and put our trust in the wrong people, we will be disappointed. Let me give you an example of this. I hope to be a good husband. My wife is here and my children are in the service. I really do hope to be a good husband and a dad and the best that I can be. I've sought to be honest in my dealings and I've been faithful to my wife. I make a drink, I do the gardens, I even go shopping, shopping, albeit with a grumpy face at times. (laughs) Tick, tick, tick. But here's the point. I'm not perfect. Far from it. And whilst Caroline and my children love and trust me, they're not building their lives on me. They look to Jesus to be their foundation. Now let me just bring all this together because nothing's really changed over 2,000 years. Nothing's changed really. Wise people are still looking in the wrong city and in the wrong house and look to the wrong person. We continue to look in the wrong places. In 1670, just go with me for a moment because some of you can't even think beyond, you know, 10 minutes ago, never mind, 300 odd years. But Blaise Pascal wrote this. Listen, this is very important. There is a God-shaped hole in the heart of every man which cannot be filled by any created thing, but only by the God of creation made known through Jesus. Jesus declared his purpose 2,000 years ago when he came to planet Earth. He said this, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. We're all lost without Jesus. And this word lostness means to be perishing. It means to be useless. It means to be in misery. It means to be dying, to be separated. And yes, I dare I say it, to be hell bound. You see, the true purpose of Christmas is that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. 
Listen to me or give me your attention for a moment because as I conclude, this is really important. The true meaning of Christmas is the celebration of this incredible act of love. The king comes as a vulnerable baby, God in flesh, born into ordinariness. And once the wise men realise they were in the wrong town, in the wrong house, with the wrong person, they sought to find the right place. But what about you? What about you? Are you searching in the wrong places? Could it be tonight that you are looking in the right place? Could it be that Jesus is the saviour of the world? I love what Martin Luther King, the great American civil rights leader and Christian reformer said about faith. And I've used this many times and I want you to hear this because some of you have come in with so many questions. It's unbelievable. And he cuts right to it because he says this, faith is taking the first step even when you can't see the whole staircase. You may have so many questions and you can't see it all, but faith is taking the first step. There are so many people who have done that in this church. I have done it. I had a stack of questions. Still, I've got a stack of questions. But this faith step is just taking the first step and trusting and trusting Jesus. It starts with taking a step. And once the wise men found Jesus, the Bible records when they found the right place and they found the king, it says, and we've read it together, these were wise, learned men and they bowed down and they worshipped him. You see, wise men, when they're in the wrong place, looking at the wrong person, in the wrong, wrong house, they find the right place and they have a right reaction, which is to give their very best of worship. They offered gold, frankincense and myrrh. I wonder what your response will be at this Christmas in the midst of all only fools and horses and too much turkey and too much drinking and presents that, like I said, they're great for a minute and then they're chucked in a cupboard somewhere. I wonder... Could it be that this Christmas is going to be different for some people? I want to be bold in this moment if I can. Because we, we have a practice in Arena Church that's really important. We encourage people, I'm going to do it in a moment, to just, just close your eyes for a bit of concentration. And this is your decision. And we ask people to respond to the message.